So praise the Lord. Hey, I got a question. We're going to go ahead and jump into the message. We are a note-taking church. Um, note-takers are history makers, and let's go ahead and let's get into it. So I got, I, got, I got a question. Do you want to build your life up or tear your life down? Do you, want to, do you want to build your life up? Show of hands, anyone going to be a participant? Yep. Okay, we got about 60% want to build their lives. The other 40 want to tear it down. So, uh, ah, I'm back. All right, hi, let me calm down. All right, all right. Let, let's do this again because we're on the same page. Anyone want to build your life up? Show of hands. Should be, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get all the stiff people moving. Um, so th- this is what I want to say. You know how you go on uh, YouTube and, and, and you watch TV and they, they promise all these things. Take this pill and you can lose 20 pounds in two days and, and all that stuff. And it costs you a million dollars. I just want to encourage you that um, James is going to offer something free today for, for, you to, for you to build your life up. It's really free of charge. And what that thing is, if you're taking notes, is it's what we call wisdom 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 and 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 as i as i was studying this week god made it very clear that there is a wisdom that builds up and there's a wisdom that tears down there's a wisdom that builds up and there's a wisdom that tears down and so James is the brother of Christ, if you need context. And um, he didn't start out as a believer in his brother. You know, it's kind of like that familiarity thing. Um, if you get used to a thing, uh, if you're not careful, it can lose its value and its impact in your life. Um, and so you, you really want to guard against familiarity when there's something that has been sent from heaven to bless your life such as the local church. I am a proponent of the local church. I think if you find a healthy one, if you find good people, if you find a good pastor, you need to protect that deposit that God has made into your life because what you don't appreciate will cease to be effective in your life. And so um, James is the brother of Christ, and eventually he came around to understand that this guy is more than my brother. He's like, God. <laughs> it's like, I need to get my act together and, and stop acting like he's no one special because he's like God. Someone say God. He's like God. And um, so he came around to believing. And, and, and when he finally submitted himself to Christ, Christ was able to pour into him. Um, that's another thing. God can bring things and people into your life that are meant to carry you on. But until you're willing to submit to what God has in them, uh, they, they are of no effect in your life. And so Christ was able to pour a lot of wisdom into James. And I thank God for James because he's going to pass a lot of that stuff on to us. And um, there's a wisdom that builds up and a wisdom that tears down. Someone say the flesh. Um, or you can also call the flesh sinful nature. And the flesh, here it is, provides the wisdom that tears down. All right. The flesh, go ahead and put that on the screen. I know I got the verse first, but go ahead and put that on the screen. The flesh provides wisdom that tears down. And so let's go ahead and go to James three and we'll pick it up at verse 13. And uh, James says this here. He says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it 
by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes down, uh, that comes from wisdom. Sorry. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Verse 15 says this for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So, 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 so there's a wisdom that tears down, and it comes from the flesh or or, or what you call our fallen nature, we are all innately sinners. And, and, and I wanted to couple this with, um, with Galatians 5, but I, you know, I said I'll just teach through it. So, so, so Paul talks about in Galatians 5 how, how the flesh produces these kind of things in our lives. Jealousy, uh, sexual immorality, um, anger, um, selfish ambition. So, so Paul builds it out a lot more. That can be your homework. Go home and read Galatians 5. And, and he calls it the flesh. But he starts out Galatians 5, 16 through, I think, 27. He, he says that uh, uh, the flesh is at war with the spirit. Right, right, right. So that the things that you want to do, you can't do. Yeah. Like deep within you, you want to follow God. You want to obey God. You want to be honest. You want to be perfect. But the flesh is there to prevent you from obeying God and from trusting God. And so the flesh gives you a wisdom, gives you the know-how to actually destroy your life. And so James is saying to the church, he's saying, James is pressing in on two things. If, if you want to tear your life down, I want to give you two things that James is pressing in on right now today. And I, I think we all battle with it. At least I do. Number one, James sits on jealousy. Someone say jealousy. 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 I used to think that jealousy was wanting what someone else had. But when you study the Greek, there are actually three levels to jealousy. So it's not just wanting what you have. Jealousy is, and, and, and the deeper you get into jealousy, uh, 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 um, the, the more your heart ought to break. Mm, let, me, let me give you a second definition for jealousy. Okay, you ready for this? The second definition is number two. Jealousy is displeasure at someone else's good. Displeasure at someone else's good. There is someone in your life or someone you're acquainted with or someone you follow, watch this, that has no idea that you even exist. I'm going to show you how broken we are today. Can I, can I talk to you a little bit? All right. Someone who has no idea, who ain't even worried about you, who don't care about you, who can give a rip about you, that you love so much on social media. But on the, on the same side of the other coin, you're displeased about the things that, that they, isn't that weird? People who don't like you will follow you. I mean, they, they hate you too much to like anything. But they nosy enough to follow everything. There's something sick about that. <laughs> Isn't it, Jason? So, like, if you don't like me, don't follow me. You know? And so jealousy is a displeasure at someone else's good. 
Here it is. Now, this is the third definition. If you take your notes, jealousy, because because I battle with that, too. See, that's the thing. I'm not just preaching at you. I'm, I'm, I, I struggle with that, too. Like, I'm like, mm, I be hating, too. I be hating. If you ever seen a hater, I'll be the first one. I'll be hating. Like, I want that. Why can't I have that? So y'all don't get all funny when you leave and like, Pastor, think I'm a hater. No, I'm a hater. I'm the first one. I'll say it. The third definition is this. Jealousy is the miserable trait of being glad when someone experiences pain or misfortune. Like there's something in you that you get glad when others experience misfortune. And so a few months ago, my wife and I, we, we began this journey of distancing ourselves from social media. And, um, and there are a couple reasons. Number one, um, I feel like if you can't celebrate someone when they're winning, that's an area you need to grow in. Like maybe, maybe in the same week you didn't get the job, but they got their dream job. And if you can't genuinely celebrate them, that's an indication that there's something there. And it may not be jealousy towards them. It just may be generally a spirit of jealousy oppressing you. And, and so one reason was because I, I really do genuinely want to celebrate people. The other reason was to get the attention off of my wife and I and point it to the church. Because I don't, I don't feel as though you should, you should know every single aspect or detail of our lives. I think part of the trap in today's society is that when we look at our lives and every moment and every second of the struggles that we go through, I mean, life is a roller coaster, right? But if you're constantly following someone that you like or you're a friend with or you love or you aspire to be like or you're a fan of, and all they're posting all the time is their highlight reels, it get it becomes life itself becomes a challenge because when I go on Instagram, you always seem happy. I can't seem to tap into that. And, and, and so part of that was I, I didn't want to, hey, we're at the beach in Florida. Hey, we're in Massachusetts. Hey, we're in Boston. Hey, we're, we're here. And, and uh, hey, we're in Myrtle Beach. Hey, we're here and we're here. And, and hey, look at the church and we're killing it. Hey. So part of the reason why we did that was to say, hey, if you want to connect with us, just text us. We, we love to pray with you. We love to be we love to be present with you. But we're our page is pointing to what God is doing in the church. Now, the other reason why we distance ourselves from social media, because a lot of people do want to know, is because I want us to keep our perspective pure and healthy when it comes to our progress. This is the way I see I see I see uh, I see. Uh, your, your walk with God, okay? I see it in, in the sense of lanes, right? Krizia has a lane. Chow has a lane. Uh, Ogechi has a lane. Trevor has a lane. I have a lane. Uh, uh, PK has a lane. You have a lane. And, 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 and God has specifically designed your lane for you. Right? Like, so, so, so what I want to do is I want to be focused on my lane because my lane, you know, don't clap on this. I really want this to get into your heart. My lane is designed to get me to my destination. Write that down. 
Your lane is designed to get you to your God-ordained, your God-promised destination. And the spirit of social media undermines what God has set in place for you. Why do I say that? Because the flesh has the tendency to be drawn towards, it's, uh, um, it's, it's magnetic towards what other people have. And where other people are. You're like, well, I was just in church praising God. I feel free. I feel good. And you, I mean, your body can't even fit in the phone. And your flesh is like. Like, you know, and your flesh has the tendency to be drawn. And, and so you, you, you want to keep a pure and, and healthy perspective. David says in Psalm 37, he says, put your trust in the Lord, travel steadily, and you will receive the land. That's an equation. Trust in him, travel steadily, and receive the land. I don't see anywhere in there where he says, focus on someone else's traveling. I want to keep it pure. Because, I mean, man, you, you'll get depressed going on some other church's pages. Yeah. And it's like, what in the world are we not doing right? But, but, but you got to slow it down. It's, when the Holy Spirit gets on you, it's like, hold on, Josh. Like, you're four years old. You started with nothing. You started with a handful of people. They're 20 years old. They started with $100,000. They started with 100 people. And 50 of them had ministry experience. So you can't, the only way you can compare your life to someone else's is if you started with the same people, the same resource, and the same place. And if you're not careful, jealousy can lead you to a place where God never intended for you to be. And you're going to always wonder, why am I? Because you're not focused. It says this here in Galatians uh, uh, 6, 4. I love this. Paul says this. So so James and Paul are going to tag team this message. Paul says this. Pay careful attention. Someone say this to your own. Someone say own. Own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. There's been something so peaceful about logging off of social media. You're, mm, You're content with your life. You're like, this is where I am. I'm not supposed to be there. I'm not, I'm not racing against anyone. I'm not supposed to have what they have. I'm not, my church isn't supposed to be that big. I'm supposed to be right here where God has called me. This is the best place to be. I was ministering to a family member uh, not too long ago, and he was just like, eh, I'm here, and you know, he said, I, I feel like I'm growing in age, but I'm not growing in wisdom. And I feel like I'm supposed to be a lot further in life. And I presented this idea of like, and he's saying like, like my bosses are talking down on me and they, they're yelling at me and they're telling me what to do. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm thinking like, well, I'm, I'm a lead pastor and I got staff. See, when people talk to me, they, they, they forget, like, that component. Like, 
I tell people what to do. <laughs> so when you come to me, it's, it's kind of hard to get comfort. You know what I mean? It's like, because you, you think I'm cool and all that. It's like, hey, I can talk to Pastor about anything. I'm, a, I'm like that supervisor. You know what I mean? Like, I want to I be on staff of Highlight. You sure? <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> Tell you what to do. Um, so I just said, look, and I always ask you, how old are you? You know me. You know, I like that. How old are you? It's like, I'm, I'm 24. You know how old I am. So they're telling you how to get better. They're telling you how to lead others. They're challenging you to be on time. I feel like I'm growing in age, but I'm lacking wisdom. They're giving you wisdom. And I just told him, I said, it sounds like to me you're trying to be somewhere where others want you to be. Because you had this dream when you were in high school, when you were in college, and you're not there. What you're doing is you're feeling the pressure of them wanting you there. And I said that God isn't surprised about where you are. He's just waiting on you to wake up to the blessing of where you are. We can put our hands together for that, Trevor. You don't, you don't need to be anywhere else but where you are. Where you are right now. You're cashier at McDonald's? Great. My barber asked me um, a couple days ago. He said, do you believe all people are called to be great? I said, boy, you about to make me <laughs> jump out the seat. I said, yes, Lord, yes. And you know, I'm, get, I'm going off because he got his apprentice right here. And his apprentice is like 18. I'm like, it's time to preach. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't care if your job is to clean toilets. You better be the best toilet cleaner that I ever. It better look good. Better be shiny. I don't want to clean toilets. I want the keys to the building. Just jealousy. But you don't get the keys unless you clean the toilet. Y'all ain't here. It's nine o'clock. Y'all used to be my hype crowd. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, I didn't even finish the verse. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry. Let's reread it. All right, all right, because we got to go. Pay careful attention to your own work. Thank you, Paul. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. Here it is. And you won't need to compare. Someone say compare. Yeah. Yourself to anyone else. All right. And the second portion of wisdom that will tear your life down is selfishness. Selfishness. J James sits on this idea of selfish ambition. Um, this is when everything revolves around you. And, and, and let me, can I, can I love you well by telling you the truth? Okay. Because we think that I almost bought this illustration. I should have. I should have brought someone out. And what this person is going to do is they're going to wear red horns and have a pitchfork. And I was going to have them walk out. I should have did it. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to walk out. I was going to say, we think that that's Satan. And, 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 and that's not Satan. Satan is not red horns, pitchfork. That's not Satan. Um, let, me, let me deposit this into you. 
We are most like Satan when we are selfish. That's actually the essence of Satanism. All right, y'all mad at me. So let me, let me read James. I'm back. <laughs> Pull up verse 15, please. This is how I'll get into it. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Here it is. It's not me, it's James. It's Jesus' brother, which means it's Jesus. Let's just go all the way back to who started this talk. It's not me, okay? I'm not calling you the devil. Jesus is calling you the Jesus, okay? Are we good with that? We're clear? All right, cool. I'm back. All right. Such things are earthly, unspiritual. Finish that for me. And demonic. We are most like Satan when it is all about us. The contrast is also true. We're most like Christ yes. it's all about when it's all about others. Yeah. And, and that's the life that the spirit wants to, to cultivate. Let, let me ask you this. Where in your life are you currently hitting a dead end? Let me help you. Chances are the reason why you're hitting a dead end is because you've made that part of your life all about you and not about others. You're trying to win. You're trying to get progress. But it's really a wisdom that's tearing your life down. Y'all okay? And, And the good news is this, is that there's a bridge between wisdom that tears down and builds up. And that bridge is the Holy Spirit. So, so when you're tired, when you're tired of, of, of seeing certain areas of your life go down, 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 what you have to do, I'm going to give you the answer right now. If tearing down is going in this direction, what you got to do, and we've done this before, is, is repent. And that word just simply means turn or have a change of mind. You got to repent. And you got to say, God, I give you this area of my life. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, first you got to start by saying, Jesus, I give you my heart because I want you to fix this part of my life. I want wisdom to build my life up for your glory. So you literally have to turn away from the foolishness. And be it it sex, be it alcoholism, be it lying, be it selfish ambition, be it jealousy, whatever it is, be it your marriage, whatever it is, be be it it how you feel about your workplace, whatever it is, you, you, because the Holy Spirit, God will not do it. You have to make a conscious decision to say, Holy Spirit, I I give you my heart in this life. And and you got to, you got to be, you got to be tired of it. And it says this here, let's keep on reading in James 3. Y'all okay? I'm telling you, James is a growth book, so you won't get a lot of hype and a lot of jumping around. It's just, it is what it is. Verse 17, it says this here, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of 
of righteousness. Go ahead and write this down. The spirit gives wisdom. Write this down. The spirit gives wisdom that builds up. It gives wisdom that builds, builds up. Now, if I, if I can give you a definition for wisdom, if you're taking notes, wisdom, here it is, is Christ's perspective in action. Wisdom is the perspective of Christ in action through your life. God has wisdom for your finances. God has wisdom for your relationships. God has wisdom for your future. God has wisdom for the current uh, situation and trial that you're in right now. It's Christ's perspective in action. Christ never see, Christ didn't even understand what an impossibility was. He always knew that there was a way to, to overcome and, and to elevate and to win. It's Christ's perspective in action. And, and you can't get, if, if, if there's a wisdom that's tearing your life down, you can't get Christ's perspective if you're living in that. You literally have to turn and, 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 and say, I, I put my perspective to death and, and I want your perspective in my mind and in my heart. This is the second definition for wisdom if you're writing it down. Here it is. Wisdom is understanding right and wrong than choosing to do what is right. Wisdom is understanding right and wrong than choosing to do what is right. It's far more than head knowledge. I know a lot of people that claim to be Christian and they know that book, but they don't live it. That's not godly wisdom. The spirit gives wisdom that builds up. And, and can I help you understand whether or not you're living in God's wisdom? Because we got on our superhero shirts and our connect here. And some of you all will be in super steps next month and all that. We know that. But I, I, I want I want I want to help you. I want to help you see and understand. Am I really living out God's wisdom in my life? Here are three manifestations of God's wisdom through your life. I'm, I'm going to help you see if you're living in God's wisdom. Number one is you're a peaceful person. It is also peace loving, gentle at all times. You value peace. The word peace means wholeness. You, va- you protect your peace. You, you don't have to dive into every argument. You don't have to be right about everything. You know how to zip your lip when some fool is speaking. It's like, you're just, you just a fool. I'm wasting my breath. I'm wasting my time. You, you, you bring peace. You come in peace. You, you, what, what James just said, you sow peace. When people leave your presence, they feel better, not worse. That, that, that's, a, that's a manifestation of the wisdom of God through your life. If, if, when, if when you leave the room, people feel like, oh, God. Oh, my God, she just wore me out. That ain't, the, that, that's flesh wisdom. All right, number two is, is you're considerate. Mm. You're considerate. And willing to yield to others. That's where I got that from, verse 17. And willing to yield to others. You're considerate. You have an others first mentality. You're, you're aware of how others may feel. Like when you sit down to go and eat with people, you're not the first one to order. 
You sit down and you're like, what would you like? They can order first. You want an appetizer? You, you, you're aware that when you're walking, I don't know, it's something about it. I'm, I can be walking um, and, and needing to open a door to a store, and I know, like, there's an old lady behind me. And she a good half mile. I'm like, Lord, don't do this to me. I just want to go in. And he like, you better hold that door. Right? My flesh, like, I slam it in her face. I'll be out by the time she get to the door. I'm in my aisle and I'm out. Spirit be like, slow it down. So I'm walking fast. Slow it down. Wait on her. And, and I did it the other day. I just, I waited on her. Oh, thank you so much. I say, you're welcome, ma'am. You know, you're battling. But you're, you're considerate of others. As, as hard as I've pushed this church now for almost five years, there's always that, that place in me where it's like, but can they do it? Can, can they do a third service? Can we do a, a fourth service for Christmas? Can, 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 can they do it? Can we do another egg drop? Can, 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 can we do it? There's always that consideration about the body. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 so, so you're considerate. You care about people. You check on people. Life is not about you. That is God's wisdom through you. If I've already did it too and you're like, no, nah, that's not me, you're in trouble. You're not peaceful and you're not considerate. And if you call yourself a Christian, what James is saying is you're not. You need to repent. You need to submit to God. You need to, you need to come to God. You need to confess your sins and accept the forgiveness and the love of God. If you're not a peaceful person, if you are an agitator, if you argue, if you cuss people out, if you ripping people a new one, if, if, if you're not considerate, if you're all about yourself, James is saying, I don't know too much about your salvation. Because you have not submitted to the leading and the sensitivities of the spirit of God in your life. And it is fleshly, it is unspiritual, and it is demonic. I'll tell you what to bring that demon out of you. It is a good old political talk. Be like, oh, I thought you was a Christian. Sounds like you worship a party more than you worship the Lord. All right, I'm back. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just warming up for the 1045. Is that good, though? uh, Come on, put your hands together. We get all out of character. Sorry, hold on, time out. Hold on, time out. And then the third one is goodness. Someone say goodness. I just popped a Tic Tac. Y'all didn't even see it. Goodness. Hey, now, last week... We got to go. My wife um, told y'all about my tit tacs. She ain't lying. Y'all think pastors be lying to get a point across. I got, I got three right there. And I've got some weekly reports that some of y'all have found some around the church. I'm going to need you to return those to my office when you find them. We'll blow them off and use them. I mean, you preach through services. You're out there talking to people. You don't, your breath don't need to be musty. You know what I mean? That's goodness, right? Ooh, his breath was good. It's considerate. It's peaceful. Come on, put your hands together. These Tic Tacs are of the Holy Spirit. All right. I don't see how that's sowing peace if you're talking to people and they're 
they're literally having to hold their breath as you're talking. I just want to get a breath. Love y'all. So the third manifestation is goodness. We, we can agree that goodness is lacking in our world. And, and so this is what I want you to write down is this. You can be good to whoever, wherever. You can be good to whoever, wherever. And, and it kind of goes back to that question my barber asked me about, do you, do you think we're all called to be great? The answer is certainly yes. Because we, we can put our best foot forward any and everywhere we go. It's a choice. It's literally a choice, Rashawn, to be consistent. Whether you're here in front of, as, as services going, hundreds of people, or whether you are checking out at a 7-Eleven. It, it's a choice to, to just be good. Like it, it's gotten so, conviction has gotten so, it's, it's, conviction's a good thing. It draws you closer to God and the ways of God. Condemnation tells you you're bad, God hates you, you're never, you know, con- conviction is like you walk by, uh, 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 um, you walk by the the chip and candy out in the convenience store, and, and you 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 know you, you you see the Doritos and the Fritos and the Lay's, and you're like, I'm gonna go maybe you know I'm just an example. I'm gonna go for these Fritos. You reach for the Fritos, and as you're pulling out the Fritos, the Lay's bag hits the ground. It, it has to get there for you. Ain't nobody watching but the camera. Camera's watching, right? You know what I'm talking But it's like, eh, the employee can pick it up. Selfishness. Selfishness. Or it's the right thing to do is to clean this up. I dropped it. I, I, I did that. your best foot for be grateful for the job you have and then when you show up be the best that that's the mark of a christian we don't as christians you don't live for events like when's the next church block party when when is the next cookout when when are we going to the club again? When you don't live for events, you, you, you're consistent. When everyone's watching, when no one's watching. And you're just good. Goodness. You elevate the room when you come in. People are happy to see you. Goodness. Galatians 6, let's go over here. And we're going to end it off. Galatians 6, y'all okay? 
He says this here. This is Paul. Like I said, James and Paul tag team this message. Paul says this. Verse 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Here it is. You always harvest what you plant. Because James said this harvest of righteousness, right? You sow, pe- you sow peace. You, you're going to get a harvest of peace, okay? So here it is. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Here it is. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Sam, if I'm at home, because you're connecting with this so well, so I'll talk to you. And as a matter of fact, it's, it's already circle. Tired? I'm circling that. Let's not get tired. Someone say tired. Let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. So it lets me know something. It's not on your time too. Your, your job is to just do good. Take that stank attitude, ball it up, and throw it in heaven's church. Come on, clap this up. That's what's keeping us bound is that attitude is stank. It need a tic-tac. Don't get tired of doing what is good. And at the right time. Here it is. We're just having a Bible study. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, someone say therefore. Whenever we have the opportunity, which is every single moment of every single day, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Jason, I am more than more than any time in my life. I've been following Christ for 15 years now. Uh, I found out the secret. I found out the secret to like starting from the bottom and getting to the top. I'm telling you, I found it out. I found it. Y'all ready for this? This is the secret. This is the secret. This is the secret. This is the secret. The secret. This is it. The secret is godly character. No, 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 no. I don't want, we don't want that. We want it to settle. Because I don't think we're hearing preachers anymore. I think we come into church and it's, oh, yeah. And we leave out nasty and broke. Now, let's get this in our hearts. What part of me is not like God? And I got to start to pray, Lord, remove that. And make me more like you in that area. And if I would lean into that, and you do it one year, five years, 10 years, 20, and it becomes who you are, 
you think my melanin matters at that point? You think my education level matters at that point? The sky won't be able to hold you if you'd allow the Holy Spirit to make you look more like Christ. Peaceful, considerate, and good. That, let that be your God this week. Let's pray. I don't even know what to do with it. Let's pray. It's just a Bible study. I'm going to just, if you haven't given your life to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to come to him today. You can be filled with wisdom from heaven. Wisdom. God wants to give you the grace to, what the Bible says, follow the ancient paths. Mm. It's not in a self-help book. It's not in a podcast. It's in his word. Today you can receive salvation and forgiveness. And I believe most importantly, the gift of the Holy Spirit in your heart. So let's just pray. Maybe today you're coming back to God. Maybe today is your first time coming to Christ. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So let's pray this prayer. You can whisper it right there. God hears you. It's between you and the Lord. We're going to go ahead and pray. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Today, I turn to you and I give you my life. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill me and that you would begin to have your way. I want God's wisdom. For therein, I find true life. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate.